Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind, digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are part particularly keen on the topic. We also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we actually dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So definitely be sure to band over to the website and check out our online content. If it is the case that you're looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we've provided you with the links in the description down below. As is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post and of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, les meufs et les mecs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is mental wellness. So as we dive into today's topic, I'd like to say that there is a common thread. This week in the topic that we're discussing here on our YouTube channel with the blog post that we wrote. So definitely be sure to read the blog if this topic is appealing to you. And we're going to be talking about the toxic nature of self-sacrifice and how it can sometimes really have negative effects on our overall sense of mental wellness. Now, a lot of society is built on a cultural ideal of self-sacrifice and on celebrating self-sacrifice, even if it's to our detriment. And I think that that's the point of emphasis here. I think that there are always going to be situations in our lives where we choose to self-sacrifice for a limited period of time. And like, I think that that limited period of time is really the point of emphasis on my critique and my overall just general malaise with self-sacrifice because I think sometimes self-sacrifice can translate in very toxic ways. It can be the pressure that we put on ourselves to do things that are to our detriment, whether that's in the short term, midterm, and long term, and that will never provide us with the return that we're looking for. It will never really give us the outcome that we're looking for yet. The way that we're seeking out certain outcomes is through this means of self-sacrifice. And so I wanted to talk about that all of this week. So 
So this is going to be a two-part series, and that's because self-sacrifice translates in two core ways. So this is relationally and communally. And there is a difference. So in this first video, we're gonna be talking about the four ways that self-sacrifice can really be toxic relationally. And in our second video this week, we're gonna be talking about the four ways that self-sacrifice can be toxic in a communal sense. So without further ado, let me jump into my four ways that self-sacrifice can be very toxic when it comes to our relationships. So when we put ourselves second or when we deprioritize our needs for the sake of that relationship, for the sake of harmony to the point where we're really compromising on our own sense of mental wellness. So let me jump into my four core critiques on self-sacrifice. A lot of them are paradoxes, right? They're contradictory. They're like two sides of the same coin, yet in one sense we're celebrated and in the other sense we're penalized. And that's really what my first point of contention is with self-sacrifice is the fact that we celebrate when people overextend themselves. So when we recognize that someone overextends themselves, we celebrate them unless they burn out. So if someone overextends themselves and they burn out as a result of it, then we penalize them for not having the self-awareness to avoid overextending themselves and for not knowing what their limits are. I truly believe that all of us know what our limits are, but because some of us embrace the spirit of self-sacrifice more than others, some of us dismiss those limits intentionally with the hope that we will receive the celebration that often is the byproduct of overextending ourselves. So I find this to be one of my biggest pet peeves, my biggest points of contention with self-sacrifice, the fact that we celebrate recognizing that someone is overextending themselves. We kind of wait and see if whether or not that person is going to establish a limit or establish a boundary. And if they don't and they happen to burn out, then we punish them for it, despite the fact that we are there and we could be a support maybe and let them know, hey, I see you're overextending yourself. Like, let me take something off your plate. We kind of watch and see if people sink or swim. And I think that that is so toxic. And I think it's a very normative thing, especially here in North America, where it's highly competitive and highly performance-based. And the ways that that translates is self-sacrifice. It's recognizing what our limits are and then purposefully dismissing those limits, hoping that we receive the celebrations as opposed to the penalty that comes with burnout. And a lot of us experience the burnout and the penalty for not being self-aware enough to know what our limits are, when in actuality, all of us know our limits, we just know that we have to ignore those limits in order to receive some sort of celebratory applause. And I think that that is just so toxic and one of the ways that self-sacrifice needs to get nixed. In both our personal and professional relationships, the expectation to overextend yourself to be celebrated is something that I think is needs to be kiboshed, it needs to go away, and definitely my primary point of contention. Now, my second point of contention is this hidden obligation to satisfy the needs of others while feeling guilty for putting on the table the needs that you have that you would like satisfied. And we experience this relationally. This is like a passive aggressive sort of relational expectation when it is the case that someone becomes accustomed to having their needs met by us and they're accustomed to it being a one-sided relationship of self-sacrifice on your part. And if ever it is the case that you ask for a smidge of reciprocity, then you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, you feel selfish despite the fact that you and that person themselves recognize that there is a disproportionate amount of energy being expended into, into that relationship. So I think that this is something that we need to check ourselves on. We always need to kind of check and make sure that there is balance in the relationships that we sustain, that we maintain in our lives. We also need to recognize that it's not okay for someone to make us feel guilty or to make us feel ashamed for wanting our needs to be met too. Reciprocity is a core component in healthy relationships and I think too many of us sustain 
unhealthy relationships because we allow ourselves to feel shamed by wanting to have our needs met as well and by acknowledging that we have needs too and that in this relationship both of our needs should be a lot of the same value and I think feeling shame for wanting to have your needs valued as equally as you value the feelings of others is something that needs to be kibosh. That's something that we should have very little tolerance or threshold for. I mean no tolerance at all and if any of you have relationships where you feel ashamed when you put your needs on the table or you're made to feel like wow like you're really selfish for wanting me to accommodate your needs when all you've done in that relationship is accommodate theirs I mean that's a great signal to let that relationship go which leads me to my third point and my third point is this whole idea around self-sacrifice where when it is the case that you devalue your own needs and your priorities it's seen as commendable you're celebrated for putting yourself last even though a lot of us who put ourselves last we struggle with our mental health we struggle with our mental wellness and yet we are celebrated for putting ourselves in positions where we're struggling balancing our mental health and mental wellness because we're intentionally deprioritizing our needs to be celebrated by others. This is why I think external validation in and of itself is very toxic, but I think the fact that this is the way that we get celebrated in our relationships, it's also very, very backwards. It's very toxic and it's meant to serve a power structure that isn't healthy in a relationship. Any relationship that commends you for deprioritizing yourself, that celebrates you for putting yourself last, is a power structured relationship. It's a relationship where someone is benefiting from you deprioritizing yourself. And very rarely do I see relationships where someone deprioritizes themselves in a relationship where both people are doing that. Typically, if there is a power structure in a relationship, one person is deprioritizing themselves for the sake of putting someone else's needs above their own. And that person obviously doesn't have any issue with it. And if you're in a relationship where you're continuously and constantly deprioritizing yourself for the sake of others and getting celebrated when you put your needs last, I'm telling you that is a recipe for disaster. That is a recipe to continuously struggle with your sense of mental wellness. You're not giving yourself the appropriate foundation to cultivate a sense of mental wellness that you can maintain and sustain moving forward. And lastly, my fourth and final point of contention as it relates to self-sacrifice in this video is the fact that boundaries are a nice theoretical ideal that actually are a pain point in reality. And you'll find this in both your professional and personal lives with certain people. When you start to communicate your boundaries, when you start to communicate your limits, rather than having those expressions of self celebrated, rather than having them respected and honored, you're met with irritation, you're met with annoyance. You know, that person feels like your needs, your boundaries, your limits are a hindrance to their progress. And I'm telling you, that is a number one signal of there being a power structure that is most likely toxic and unhealthy, where the expectation is there that you self-sacrifice yourself. And I don't think any relationship, personal or professional, has any real longevity attached to it if the expectation for that relationship to be sustained is that you self-sacrifice yourself, is that you deprioritize yourself in order for that relationship to to, to do well and, and, and to be there for the long term. And I think our tolerance and our threshold for relationships that expect and anticipate self-sacrifice from us in order for them to be maintained long term, I think that that needs to diminish. I think we need to start to celebrate ourselves more. We need to start to honor and respect ourselves enough where self-sacrifice is something that we keep tabs on and we don't overextend ourselves with it. We don't engage in relationships where that's the expectation, where we're, where we're expected to deprioritize our own needs, where we feel like, you know, 
it's commendable to put ourselves last, where we are benefiting other people and supporting their mental wellness at the detriment of our own. And so I wanted to talk about this aspect of self-sacrifice. I think some of us in society are expected to self-sacrifice more than others. And I think self-sacrifice will translate in different ways for different people for different reasons. And I think a lot of how we identify and how we derive value within society will shift and change the way that self-sacrifice translates. But I think all of us owe it to ourselves to recognize to what extent is our self-sacrifice eroding our mental wellness? And to what extent are we expecting to be celebrated for the self-sacrifice in ways that are not actually going to make up for the long-term effects of self-sacrificing ourselves for the sake of the relationships that we are engaging in and that we're trying to sustain? So that's food for thought for you, but I wanted to put those four on your radar. And that's for relational. So this is part one. We're gonna do a part two because obviously we need to talk about the communal aspects of self-sacrifice that are really toxic and unhealthy. So stay tuned for that. Before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. Now these events are paid events, but they're facilitated in a way where we're cultivating the life skills and the critical thinking to derive more meaning and fulfillment out of life. And if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you check out our package plans and become part of our Game Changer community. And so food for thought for you, I've given you a couple links to check out on the screen and I look forward to chatting with you soon.